The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. this yes here we go uh, good morning welcome to another edition of analyze this here on your npr station in the u.s virgin Isles, wtjx 93.1 fm it is a wet thursday in paradise but it's still paradise nonetheless and the beauty about this is once the system moves through the territory st croix i know for st croix we're gonna be green for a long long time okay that's just how it is here in these parts. You got a great show lined up to the the boss and the newest edition, the newest uh acquisition star uh media man has joined the party. You know what I'm saying? And looking forward to talking with uh Tanya Singh and Tom Eder. Uh in a little bit. Casey Payton from the Justice Initiative is gonna be joining us um at the bottom of the hour. I'm sure she's got a lot of good things to talk about uh benefiting the people of the Virgin Islands and then in the second hour, um, we got the Department of Health. We got um, Big Shots, Esther Ellis, um, I think Commissioner Tita going to be joining us at about 9.20. And we got somebody else is going to be a part of the, the discussion. Uh, uh, oh, Ty Camille, Hunt Caesar, the one and only notorious one from out of the rock. She's going to be calling uh, from St. Thomas, so. Uh, the Department of Health, who you know, was with us, uh, I think, day two. Uh, we always look at them as uh, this, the part of the validation of uh, analyze this. The, the OG. I, the, the, the OG, yeah. The OG, yeah. <laughs> the, the idea of one time I sing. Yeah, early on, folks realized that uh, this is the joint. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we're still basking in the aftermath of the uh, OL1. That's the <laughs> name, right? The on location one that took place on Tuesday <coughs> over at the Delhi Deck. And uh, we also want some people to know, right, um, this was not by invitation only, right? <laughs> there are those who believe that because of certain people who were interviewed, that this was by, no, 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 no. We got, I got myself a nice big poster here as proof. We did the spots, all that good stuff. Uh, and we're going to be out and about. That's the new Tom, Tanya saying, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, I saw him over there by Pueblo. He didn't beat said, I still live out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's the talk, you know. Uh, good morning. Good Tanya morning. Sir. Good morning to you, Neville. Good Glad. morning to your listening audience. Good morning, Neville. And I'm going to yield to you so you could introduce uh, the newest acquisition to the team here on W at, at the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System. Oh, well, thank you. Um, the the last time I was, in, was here, which was not too long ago, you asked me what I had on the horizon, and I was like, you know, I'll let you know soon. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as you know, the everyone knows the Avis closed, and we jumped at the opportunity to uh, hire the Avis's St. Croix bureau chief, Tom Ader, and he started on Monday, uh, the 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 day of the state of the territory address. Mm-hmm. You know, we whisked him away to St. Thomas to uh, attend that and 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 um, attend your your OL one mm-hmm. um, on Tuesday. And um, I'm just so proud to have him here. 
and he wrote his first article for us yesterday that you can get on the newsfeed.wtjx.org. Um, as you know, we have a evening news on radio right here on WTJX FM. Uh, the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Douglas, the best and probably the only radio news in the territory. And then now we're expanding it to our digital edition of the news feed with uh, feature stories from Tom. So I'd, I'd like to introduce Tom. Good morning. What's up, man? Oh, everything's good. Uh, I'm excited to be here this morning. Welcome to the team. Thank you. No, you you a print guy, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> You'll be sitting in this chair at some point in life. You'll see that <laughs> after reading that first article that read like a book. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was wondering, is it ever going to end? It's so loaded with, with information. Great job with the first story. Thank you. Talk about the work that, well, you know something? Who is Tom Eater? Let, 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 let's introduce you to the audience. Okay, great. Well, I, uh, I'm from South Bend, Indiana, in the Midwest. Notre Dame? Notre Dame country. Wow, fighting Irish. What's up? I'm glad to have that's, you here. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. The Golden Dome, right? That's what they call it? That is, right. Golden Dome. <laughs> and? And uh, 20 years ago, I moved to St. Croix to start my career in journalism. Where'd you, 2003. Where'd you go to school at? I went to school at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. You know that um, we got somebody from Clint Ferris went to Ball State. You know that? Uh, I wasn't familiar with that one. Yeah. I did know David Letterman. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He always talked about that. Right? Uh, he, but he's from Indianapolis originally, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, because he, he, uh, he, he's always a part of the, uh, the talk about the Midwest, right? Where's John Cougar Mellencamp from? Is he from the state of Indiana as well? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, before we get into, your, your, get into, 20, get into 2003, what's it like growing up in the heartland? Because that's what they refer to, to Indiana. Indiana no, that's right? so true. That's yeah. so true. Uh, well, you know, that's a... Uh, a great community, uh, small neighborhoods. You know, you'd cut through your neighbor's yard to go around the block to your friend's house, and you'd play till the streetlights came on. You from the city or rural parts? Uh, rural parts. Okay. Or more, I guess, they'd call them the suburbs. Yeah, suburbs of Indianapolis. Uh, of or, or which South Bend is, oh, South is Bend. north of Indianapolis, about two and a half hours. Okay, okay, good. We're a little closer to, uh, we're right by the Michigan border. Yeah, yeah. I, a couple I, hours from Chicago. Yeah, I, um, I, when I was serving in the legislature, I met this, uh, this, uh, he was a Senate president. And he was from Fort Wayne. And that's the same situation, right? That's yes, up there close to near. Indiana? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Fort Wayne's near South Bend, where, where no, I grew up. No, I've been to Indiana a couple of times. I, I really like it out there. So you moved here in 2003 and went directly with the Avis? With, with the Avis or? Yes. So you've been an Avis lifer in the Virgin Islands? That's right. Wow, wow. So that had to have been painful. I, I mean... To hear that it, they, had, they were oh, moving oh, on and going a Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, a sad day. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, the end of an era for print news on St. Croix. But, but I want to say this, and I want to bring Tanya back into the situation. We have had the source, right, since yes. about 1999, late mm -hmm. 90s. A long time. This is 2024, and I've lasted a long time in this blog digital era, uh, Tom. They, yeah, we did. They did. Uh, and, you know, I guess we could attribute that to the, the writing, the stories. Of course. We, we like had that. our diehard... Uh, Followers and readers that would buy the paper every day, that 
didn't go online. In particular, the Wednesday and the Sunday, Monday, Monday editions, right? Yes, those are the most popular. So, so this, this leads me back to you, boss. Uh, take off your WTJS cap, and we're looking at it from a, a business standpoint. Um, the the Wednesday and Sunday, Monday editions, aren't there mediums that actually do like a two and three times a week uh, edition on the mainland? You familiar, you familiar with that? I'm not. Um, I was wondering, right, because, you know, at, our, at my advanced age, I'm always thinking about business and all that stuff. Is, was there anything we could do to save a community newspaper? And, and I know that we're filling a major void here at WTJX. Katam Daya now. And that story yesterday, when you tell me, Neville, you read it yet, and you said it to it me. Fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the term lit, right? That's the term, right? right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you felt good knowing that oh, we, yes. we, we had demand. Yes, here with us right I now. Did. I yeah. did, and um, it, it, it felt good to expand the news feed with someone who has such journalistic talent as, as Tom mm. and so dedicated, you know, he's... And likable. I'm not just blowing smoke here. I'm, no, I'm because... Uh, that's one of the biggest mm, attributes. When I told my crucial friends... That I was getting Tom on board, they were like, "Excellent! Oh my God, when?" Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it's it's he's been here twenty years, mm-hmm. but he's made his mark. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I, I've had the opportunity and to work a, with Tom a, and adapted to our culture. Has what been a, a, become acculturated? So talk about <laughs> that. Well, I don't know what this man. I like that. See, I like to bring you on. You know what I'm saying? Good, good with that. Talk about adapting. To, to lifestyle here, lay, the laid-back part of the Virgin Islands. Oh, well, Neville, tell you the truth, the laid-back laid back part of the Virgin Islands really fits into my uh, philosophy. You know, uh, I'm an easygoing guy, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't have any problem giving up the traffic jams and the shopping malls for a little <laughs> bit more slowed-down lifestyle. Well, you know something? Take us back. Uh, how'd you find out about... St. Croix and all that stuff. Tell us that story because one of the things that my audience appreciates is the story to get us to where we're at right now. Yes, sir. Well, 20 years ago, I found out about the opportunity at the St. Croix office from the internet, the digital age back <laughs> <Wow>. then. Wow. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so you always envision working at a remo- uh, uh, at an abstract uh, environment, or you th- always looked at yourself as possibly working in the big city? Uh, no, or did you have a preference? No preference. That was one of those situations where I was hungry after getting my college degree in journalism, my bachelor's, and I was willing to work anywhere. So I sent out my resumes across the country. Mm-hmm. And one of the resumes I sent was to the Avis, and they called me back and hired me on the spot so i was ready to move on to a new adventure and it's been 20 years and i never looked back it was the greatest move i ever made oh my gosh i like that well i think it's actually the second greatest movie greatest movie is being with us this morning you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's <laughs> right that's right <laughs> and as I, no we got all of us have a soft spot for the obvious for obvious reasons and you know we talk about that from time to time i even spoke with the governor about it yesterday you know but it is what it is right you do what you, you do what you have to do and we're glad to have tom on here so tom Let's talk about Monday. <clears throat> we flew over to St. Thomas together. And uh, so I'm going to tell the, the public the story. Tom's, Tom's in the front seat and he's panicking. 
because we're in a traffic jam. <laughs> and uh, we realized... Uh, well, what time was your flight? The, the, we we leave at like 5, 5.50, right? Okay. And fly the wheel for the first time, you know what I mean? So, so it was nice. So we get over there and... So Tom has his bag. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna go check in, and then I come back down to the to the legislator legislature, and then Tom realized, no, I got work to do, and Tom hop out of the car and said, I get to the hotel. I get to the hotel afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that that's when I saw that story yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So I, first of all, what was it like uh, being at the state of territory? Uh, uh, how, how did it work out? Uh, it was really exciting. You know, first of all, just walking up to the legislature building. You see the uh, USW protesters out there in an orderly fashion, mm-hmm. uh, letting their voices be heard. So I immediately took my camera out and started snapping some photographs. Uh, and I got a nice shot that was included in our article. Yes. And uh, then w- once I got into the legislature building for the State of the Territory address, uh, it was just very busy, uh, lots of people running around, uh, security. Uh, staffers, and it was just exciting to be there in person. That was your first one in person, or yes, really, yes, twenty years in. That's wow. right. Wow, um, boss, talk about where we want to take the news feed and why Tom is such an important and uh, qualitative um, acquisition. Yes, or so inclusion with with, with uh, the the radio news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. You get the days, you know, the day-to-day updates. You get what's happening that day. With with the inclusion of Tom, we get to explore stories in a deeper way, more features, more in-depth reporting, and um, giving him the time to do that. So that that's exciting for me, and I think with feature stories, we have the ability to make change and and, and um, talk about people's lives and how we're going to survive day to day, those issues. Assimilate or cause to assimilate to a different culture, typically the dominant one, those who have acculturated to the U.S. So thank you for that big word, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait to incorporate it in the vocabulary and all that good stuff. Now, is Tom going to be making appearances and analyze this from time to time? Since we have that ability, absolutely. I just, I just did that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds great. I'd love to. Yes. Okay, that's, that, I want just get that clear right off the bat because mm-hmm. I, I want him to be a part of this uh, from time to time. So, um, you, you cover the state of the territory address. Check out saw the Sanders, all that stuff. You saw how powerful they, they, they are, and we were when you sit in that chair and the governor's coming in, right? Yes, sir. That's all pomp. That's a lot of pomp, regalia, and all that stuff, right? Yes, it is. So then the next morning, we do our OL1, which is on location one, uh, over at the Delhi Deck. Uh, and uh, we had a, a virtual who's who of folks that we were interviewing in the different segments to include a union leader. Yes. Um, we also had the governor, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, um, senators. We spoke with the owner of the um, <clears throat> the, the property. Um Talk about that experience uh, Tuesday morning as well, because you took some brilliant chats that were incorporated into the first story that you dropped yesterday. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, it was it was really cool being uh, on set there at the deli deck uh, and and seeing the analyze this crew working so hard to yeah, make the production. 
and uh, I was able to uh, take some photographs uh, of of the crew working and of you interviewing all your guests. No, you took this shot of me from the back. And it looks like, did you step up on something to take that shot? Because it looks like it's an angle down. Or did you just have the camera no, <laughs> elevated? No, no, that that was an eye level. That was an eye level shot? Yes, sir. Yeah, it, look, it looks like it was a, a, a little bit up. And and, and it was good because he was able to get more information from it for his story. Oh yeah, Th- that, that was actually the best part of it. After you were done interviewing uh, the governor mm-hmm. and the USW district director, I was able to take them to, to the side and do an uh, interview with them so you got to a, get a, some additional a, information for my article. So you got a person to person. It was uh, uh, with them. I sure uh, did, and, and that worked out uh, uh, well. So um, any more? Beautiful surprises for 2024, boss, because uh, we're starting off on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking to cover the fear and all that stuff. You know, we, 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 the WTJX has oh. a big imprint on the fear every year. Well, I, w- yes, sir. We'll yeah, see. that's exciting times. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm up for anything. That's, that's what I talk about. I, I like in this. Um, so, um, you feel good? Um, I was watching the coverage. I didn't make it down to the chambers on Monday, and, and I like that the discussion. What nice post uh, posts address this question I brought up the fact that uh, agriculture was a, a, a question from not only the panelists but from the callers that they didn't hear enough so that's the beauty of the the, 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 um, the coverage mm-hmm. as well that, that they could actually um, help us uh, lead into um, Tuesday and then uh, ultimately uh, yesterday um, so we're going through a good window now uh, boss you yeah. feeling good yeah 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 that's why that's why that's why I want to thank uh, both of you uh, for joining me this morning, welcome you, right? Even though I'm, you know, I'm just a morning guy here. Welcome you to the fam and all that stuff. Oh no, um, thank don't you. say just. <laughs> well, I I do I, I, I do other things You're as well. You're the star player here. <laughs> I enjoy uh, talking uh, to the public and uh, one more thing, Tom. NPR. That's what that's what makes us different yes. from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That commercial, the non-commercial thing. Um, I think that's what uh, allows for us to do our thing within the confines of qualitative even though quantity quantity is good and we want quantity as well qualitative uh, is a joint thanks to both of you for joining me early this morning great start to the show Thank my you. pleasure and uh, welcome to, to everyone without a, without Tom Hader, and you know get yourself acculturated to wtjx <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're that. we'll take a break and we're back right after this at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on Analyze This. Uh, great start to the show. We don't call the weather. So this article uh, give us a weekend preview and tell us about what we're dealing with. Now, by the way, I just wanted to add to know, right, that when we were on location, um, people were asking about the theme music. And uh, I tell them, yo, one of, my, one of our engineers um, was the one who, who selected this. Because and, and, you know, early on, uh, we were using um, <coughs> La Raza, right, for Kid Frost. Right, doom, 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 and then uh, once we this once we made the commitment that we are going to do podcasts and all that stuff, we have to find, you know, uh, another theme song. So when we everybody know this, you know, when when this command, right, it's eight to ten, uh, education and 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 learning, and uh, and I guess I've been late in that, but for the most part, we want it to be more knowledgeable about our runnings. Not limited to government. You know, Thursday, we like to do Arts Thursday as well. So, you know, uh, we do a number of things. We got a nice uh, cross-section of uh, topics that we deal with. So, what we're going to do, um, before we bring in uh, Miss Casey Payton from the uh, Justice Initiative, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with the Weather Service, uh, find out um, how much longer we're going to have um, this, um, you know, weather here that's gre- greening up the territory. Good morning. Who am I speaking with out of Puerto Rico this morning? Lee, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. So we're gonna be green for like the next two weeks. A lot hey. of a lot of a lot of rain here. Um, yeah. Is, is it raining yeah. down? Is it raining down in San Juan as well? Yeah, we had a, a shower activity yesterday as well and today. But the good news or the bad news, I don't know <laughs> the way that we want to see this. But the shower activity will decrease during the day. You know, the frontal boundary that is affecting the area is moving uh, southward into, you know, out of the region. So all the moisture and the cloudiness associated with this, it should be diminishing by the day. And after that, we're expecting a slight, slightly drier air mass moving into the region again, resulting in mostly clear skies with some passing showers, especially across the northern areas of the islands because of the northeast winds across the region, but not as frequent showers uh, uh, as we saw yesterday and today. So you're saying the, the system that we're dealing with now is traveling from northeast to southwest? Right now? That, that is correct, yeah. It's a frontal boundary that is 
it's been pushing by a northeast wind flow um, resulted from a surface high pressure across the Atlantic. That's why the front is moving southward. Um, started like yesterday in the morning. We see, we saw the increase in the shower activity, especially first across the St. Thomas in Puerto Rico. And by mid-morning into the afternoon hours, we saw the shower activity starting in, in St. Croix as well. And we have been under frequent passing showers during the whole night and including the morning hours um, across all the islands. But as I mentioned before, this, this um, moisture is su supposed to be out of the region by today, some point, you know, as the day progresses. <laughs> Lee, the, the rain, I'm, I'm telling you, as someone who lives on St. Croix, the rain on St. Croix started last night. It started yesterday evening. Um, and it's been, it was throughout the night when I woke up this morning, um, I actually woke up into the middle of a shower, but it is starting to clear right now, though. I'm seeing that. Yeah, exactly, because the heaviest part for St. Croix, it was exactly yesterday evening mm -hmm. <laughs> when the, all the moisture, the bulk of the, the, the moisture for the uh, for St. Croix Island uh, was expected. Because it, remember, St. Croix is just south of the Puerto Rico. It's not too, too south out you know too mm -hmm. far away from the island but it's like the last island yeah so so that's why it started to affect him first st thomas and then puerto rico puerto rico and st thomas and then st croix yeah I i'm looking mm -hmm. i'm looking at the radar right now and it will clear by by late morning midday it looks like it's going to be clear yeah, here on st croix but mm -hmm. there, will, there will still be some rain over St. Thomas and St. John and the British Virgin Islands. Uh, yeah, it will continue. I cannot say that it's not going to rain at all because the chances are there because of the windy conditions. Mm -hmm. um, probably you saw we had a, we had most of the, I think it was Wednesday, well, Tuesday night, Wednesday, that we have pretty breezy conditions and oh, uh, yes. wind gusts across the coastal areas. And that windy conditions will prevail at least for today and some point tomorrow, but the peak of the event was um, yesterday and today. So those those wind conditions will continue to uh, drag, you know, fragmented moisture from the Atlantic, and that will continue to create the chances for shower activity. But it's not uh, it's not going to be as frequent as we saw you guys the, the evening on uh, the Puerto Rico Sea uh, last, you know, yesterday with the with the amount of shower. You, you, um, ha you had you had heavy showers in, in Puerto Rico yesterday. Yeah, it was like a light to moderate in some places. Um, we had a heavy showers, but it was like a isolated few um, storm showers because of the stable conditions that we have right now. Although we have the moisture at the surface, we, we still have in the, the mid-level ridge that is, you know, inhibit the vertical development of the showers. And on top of that, we have the windy conditions. So showers were strong but moving fast and rainfall accumulations were were minimal. Um, although we have like a, almost an inch for the eastern sections of Puerto Rico because of the frequent showers, but the shower activity don't resolve it any flood, flood threat across across the island. Not not even we're reported, you know, no, we, we didn't receive any report of flooding or pounding of water um, during the, yesterday. Um, um, so once the system moves through, we're going to have uh, a dry dry air mass, you said, um, beginning this, this afternoon, this evening, and that's going to last for how long? It's going to last at least for the upcoming weekend. Okay. By the beginning of the next week, we're expecting an increase in moisture again. You know, moisture tends to be persistent with the with the with another frontal boundary moving out of the of the eastern coast board, 
east east coast of, of United States and moving all the way uh, into the Atlantic, into the region again. Uh, probably that the, at that point we might have some instability at the upper levels. You know, models tend to hide it, and at some points they remove, you know, the inconsistency because of the of the long of the time. But the next uh, weather weather kind of event could be the beginning of the next week, probably between Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, if models, you know, keep with the trend. Marine conditions um, for our boaters and our beachgoers. What should, what should they be looking for? Hazardous because Hazardous. of the wind. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of the wind-driven seas and the pulses of the northerly swell that was arriving to the island. Yesterday we saw ten feet, uh, ten feet seas of ten feet across the coastal areas. And today, when I arrived, it was like seven, eight feet at the San Juan buoy. Uh, less for the Vieques buoy because of it, that one is kind of protected, but it, yeah, it's, a run, it's running between um, seven and eight, some points probably even more, specifically across the offshore Atlantic waters. That's why we still have the small crop advisories in effect, at least until, until late Friday into Saturday. And also, we continue to have the hybrid current risk for all the, all the coastal waters. Uh, of Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. I think we have a moderate risk of rip cutting for the southern coast of Puerto Rico, but, um, you know, there's kind of, you know, in between of moderate and high because of the wind conditions. And that also will persist at least until Friday, Saturday. Thank you very much, Lee Ingalls, uh, for letting us know what to expect uh, from a weekend preview standpoint, and uh, we'll get back to you early next week, okay? Okay. Thank have you a great m- day. Have a great Bye. day, too. That's not... Uh, uh, Lee Ingalls uh, from the Water Service uh, down there in uh, San Juan. I was driving this morning. I looked down on the dash. I saw 73 degrees. You know what I'm saying? So it is, uh, you know, again, nice, right? And even um, Tuesday when we were at the um, the Delhi deck, uh, uh, we had uh, some freshening breeze uh, coming through there periodically. Of course, you know, it's a morning gig. You know what I'm saying? So the sun didn't reach uh, peak temperature yet. I'm looking here at Morovis, right? which is um, part of the um, central um, Puerto Rico. And I see um, temperatures are going to get down in the low 70s uh, tomorrow. Today, uh, how you going to be in the high 70s, but I've always, you know, that forest area over there in San Juan, it, it could get, I mean, in Puerto Rico, it could get cool. So we're uh, looking forward to that. You know, Miss um, Casey Payton uh, has um, been uh, a guest on the show, um, calling from the Justice Initiative, and of course, uh, they do the fall festival, the pumpkin patch, and uh, uh, we used to call it uh, Columbus Day weekend, but we got another name now for it. Uh, Indigenous People Day, I think, is the name right now. Um, but here in the territory, uh, VI Puerto Rico Friendship Weekend is what we um, know it as, and uh, she has uh, joined us this morning um, to talk about more good things that the Justice Initiative uh, is intending to do uh, to benefit the quality of life here in the Virgin Islands. Uh, good morning, Counselor. Happy New Year. How are you? Good morning, and thank you for inviting me back. Of course. I apologize for not making it to that event, but I had some travel issues heading back from St. Thomas, so I'll make it up to you uh, sometime in 2024. Definitely coming to the Pumpkin Patch this year. That's a guarantee. Uh, Wonderful. Way down there. So how you been? I've been really good. We have so many things going on right now. I can't wait to give you an update. Well, go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Go right ahead. <laughs> 
So um, it's all going to be culminating tonight. Uh, We do have our St. Thomas reception. So you were referring to our St. Croix reception that the VI Justice Initiative Mm -hmm. does um, each year. Uh, We did it in uh, on December 15th in St. Croix. It was wonderful, uh, well attended. Um, But tonight, tonight is our second annual Champions of Advocacy uh, reception. It's going to be at St. Thomas Social Lawn in Yacht Haven um, Grand uh, at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, That information is on our website, vijustice.org. Uh, but we're going to be talking tonight about everything that's coming up and every all of our accomplishments over this past year. Well, I know you're excited about that, right? I'm really excited because here's the thing. Our organization opened our doors on September 1st, um, 2022. So we're only a little bit over a year, a year old. Mm-hmm. And so when everybody came to our reception last year, it was really an idea. It was a thought. And everybody was um, behind us as far as our vision of where we wanted to be. And now what we're able to report back is that we are actually doing the work. And we're able to share some of the successes uh, that we've had this past year. And we're also going to be talking about a new program we have for 2024. You're you going to be testifying today in the legislature? I am. I am. I have a very busy day today. Yeah, tell, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about what legislation you're going to be testifying on. Absolutely. So um, our our first um, program that we have, it's called the Clean Slate Program, and it's all about helping people in the Virgin Islands uh, who have an arrest on their record or maybe a misdemeanor conviction that the law allows uh, to be taken off of their record through an expungement process. Um, our attorneys, we do that. We do that free of charge. We don't provide. We don't charge any fees. We provide full representation for that. And um, what we're trying to, uh, what we're testifying about today, is um, that there needs to be an expansion of the auto expungement process. Um, so this is actually the second bill uh, that we have testified um, about um, in the leg- in front of the uh, the senators um, that will expand the auto expungement legislation. So. Um, first, let me tell you the one that was passed last year. That's the one that everybody knows about, the mm-hmm. ones that have, you know, it has to do with cannabis. That's already been passed. That's done. This one would expand it. Um, this one is really special to me. Um, I, I love doing constitutional law, making sure that people, um, that, the, um, you know, that nothing happens to people that's unconstitutional. And so in the Virgin Islands, uh, something that I was noticing when I was a public defender was that uh, a lot of times when a court found that a person was arrested and the police officer did not have probable cause, they did not have uh, a constitutional right to arrest that person, I was noticing that those arrests were staying on people's background checks forever. Um, There wasn't a process in place to remove them. And so what this legislation, this is Act, um, I believe it's 8680, um, what it does is it makes an automatic process for if, if you were in that case where a police officer arrested you and then the judge found, you know what, there's no probable cause for that arrest. Um, it was an unconstitutional arrest. Uh, well, that that's no longer going to have to stay on your record if this passes uh, <laughs> the legislature this year. Now, um, for those who have never testified um, before the legislature, and um, tell us, tell the public what it's like um, stepping into the chambers and um, being there and senators um, asking questions, 
um, mostly germane, but there are times when you might get a non-germane question. What's that experience like from a testifying okay. standpoint? I've never done that. I've been on the other side. I've never <laughs> testified in the legislature. So, um, you know what? We're all going to be walking through this experience together for the first time. Because last year, when our organization testified, we had one of our special advisors, one of our seasoned attorneys, oh, okay. um, do the testimony. And when we testified before the um, uh, Committee on Homeland Security, Public Safety, et cetera, and, and last year, we yeah. had the same special advisor testify. This is my first Oh, this is your time. first go wrong. Okay, this is my okay. first time going through. Okay, <laughs> I mean, okay. I've sat in the audience, but now I'm going to be at the table okay, um, okay. with those questions. Okay. And so I'm hoping that my... Uh, my nerves will be will be still. Okay. So so this is your maiden your maiden appearance as a testifier it, in the legislature. It is it is, and uh, let me give you um, accurate uh, information. So this bill that I'm going to be testifying is Bill thirty five dash zero one seven eight. What it does is it will amend Title V, Virgin Islands Code, Chapter 314, to allow for the automatic expungement of charges on a person's arrest record upon a finding by a judge that the arrest lacked probable cause. You know, i got to get my notes in front of me um, mm -hmm. when I'm coming in front of the legislature today. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's how you should be. You should be as uh, prepared as possible. Have they uh, told you um, at, w at what time you're going to be testifying so those who are listening now can look out for you? Uh, so it's a little tricky because this is the last thing on the agenda. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to be following along, uh, just like everyone else. Um, but Senator Javon James, uh, who is championing this legislation, he said probably around three. Okay. Okay. So you're at least, at least, you know, one thing, you're the last item on the agenda. So I am the last so, item on the agenda today. <laughs> so you could judge it. And so what we're doing is we take a break and we want to talk about constitutional law. Cause you said that's what you study. That's your specialty, oh, yeah. right? I, I have a passion for it. I have a passion for it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about constitutional law and some of the things that's going on right now in the world. And I want you to give both perspectives, pro and con, if that's okay with you. I'll do the best I can. Thank you. We'll be back with uh, Casey Payton from the Justice Initiative. Here, I analyze this. Right now, it's, it's cloudy, but um, it's always nice in paradise. Be back right after this. spent the week listening to the news, don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists. You'll be the life of the party, or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression, and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. 
weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on Analyze This. It's been a wet Thursday to start today, but um, we're good. We got uh, Casey Payton from the Justice Initiative joining us this morning, and then later on, uh, the Department of Health, um, Esther Ellis, Tai Camille Honsiza, and uh, Commissioner Tita will be joining us in hour number two, and uh, we're going to be streaming that live uh, as well. Good morning once again, Counselor. How are you? Good morning, Counselor. How are you? Good morning again. I'm good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Good. So, first of all, define constitutional law. So, there are rights um, that are protected under the U.S. Constitution. Um, and basically, when you're talking about constitutional law, you're talking about attorneys who are passionate about making sure that those rights are upheld. Um, there are uh, nonprofit organizations that devote their time to that. One would be um, ACLU. Um, they devote their time to freedom of speech. Um, but it's, it's just a, a specialty in law that some people are, uh, you know, find themselves drawn to, like myself. No, when I um, first became a senator, I got elected in 2004. We had our orientation, our legal counsel, uh, Yvonne Tharps. Um, you know, we were going through, you know, the, the do's and the don'ts. And we were told um, you can pass legislation, but it cannot be in contravention of uh, U.S. law. What was she telling me? Break that, that down. Means- break, break that down for the, for the lay people. So um, it, it basically means that you can't make a law that violates the, the U.S. Constitution. Um, that is that is more powerful um, than lawmakers. And so if, if you have a law that, uh, say, prohibits somebody from doing something and there's a right that the person can do that exact thing under the Constitution, uh, then, you would, then that law would be unconstitutional. No, the, the Constitution, right, um, has been uh, amended. Um, yes. Hundreds, thousands of times since... Um, the founding fathers, to include our own Alexander Hamilton, um, adopted the Constitution back in the late 70s, right? Late 1770s. Yeah, and um, so something that's important to, to, to notice is that um, most states have, you know, they have their own Constitution. So we uh, talked about that, that on the show before. Yeah, that's where we're going. That's where we're, and that's where we're going again. Yeah, you're going this way, yeah. yeah so yeah. 
uh, right now, the U.S. Constitution also is de facto the uh, the Virgin Islands, uh, you know, the, Constitution. The, the, the revised the revised Organic yeah. Act of 1954. That's right. You yeah. know about it. Okay, good. So we had this conversation uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I want to bring up something that um, A. Hannibal O'Brien. You know, you met him. He's a counselor yeah. from over here. He's a he's a um, uh, public defender. And, yes, I uh, used to work at the public defender's office oh, see, that's for two what, years. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were talking about why a constitution is important, and he was listening. He wasn't a part of the discussion, but he texted me and he said, a state slash territory can provide greater than the U.S. Constitution. It just can't provide less. What was he telling, yes. what was he telling me? That's correct. So the people of the state, the territory, can decide that there are some there are additional protections that are important to the state or to the territory um, that want so you can provide additional rights, additional protections um, that basically expand uh, on the U.S. Constitution. You just can't make it more restrictive mm, um, than mm, the U.S. Constitution. That, I like that term there. I like that term uh, restrictive. You said, please see cases. Please see the cases. Read Puerto Rico. Notwithstanding Puerto Rico having enacted a constitution. They have lost the ability to govern themselves. In other words, um, even though uh, they've adopted a constitution locally, right, uh, as it relates to the confines of uh, you know the four corners and everything in between, there are some things that you give up um, when you adopt a constitution. Is what he's saying? I. Uh... When you adopt a, com- a constitution, that there's things that you give up. It's, I'm sorry, I kind of missed that question. No, no. Here is what he said: Notwithstanding Puerto Rico having enacted a constitution, they have lost the ability to govern themselves. In, Correct. In, 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 other, in other words, right? Even though you, when you make that commitment to adopting a, a constitution, you 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 got to stick by it. You know, you, you just can't enact it and then say, well, we want to do what we want, even though we enacted a constitution just for the sake of it. There are certain things that, that you have to live within the parameters of the constitution, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, you do. Now, our revised Organic Act of 1954, we're looking at 70 years this year. Um, as someone who has lived here um, and we're looking at a constitutional convention uh, coming up, I think it'll be the sixth one, either the sixth or the seventh one. Um, with the election slated uh, for later uh, th- this year, um, what's your take on the 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 um, revised Organic Act of 1954, based on what you see? Just a cursory uh, um, perspective. Here, li- li- here, living in the territory. You've been here for how long now? Uh, this will be my tenth year. The tenth year. Um, so, so, mm-hmm. so, and, and we live with a de facto constitution. What's your take as a counselor, looking at it and uh, some areas that we need to shore up? Well, there's just, here's the thing. When the founding fathers, right, of the United States uh, came up with the Constitution, um, it, it, they, they didn't have the Virgin Islands in mind. <laughs> there were no Virgin Islanders who had a seat at the table. And it's just, it's, it's, it's how, how do you move forward with this, um, with this document uh, that doesn't take into consideration um, what the needs are of Virgin Islanders today. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be additional protections, additional rights, um, things that people want to see. And, and, and that, 
that's really important. Um, for example, you see other states um, adding certain protections and taking away certain protections, um, and, and that's really a way for the people to show their voice because it is so difficult to amend a, con a, a constitution, um, usually in states it has to go, you know, before all the people, um, you know, during like an election cycle, um, and, you know, whether it's two-thirds vote or whatever it is to amend the state constitution, that's a big deal. That's mm. people saying, this is what we want to see. Mm -hmm. um, these are protections we want to have, the rights that we want to have, because in our community, this is what's important. And so that's why it's so it's such a kind of messy process. You want to have all those voices at the table. That's the purpose of the Constitution Convention is to have consensus around what is important for us to move forward. Um, and so I think even just as important as having a, a Virgin Islands Constitution itself is having that conversation and having that consensus um, that those messy conversations and, and getting to consensus, I think that is really the most important part. Um, I, I really wish I was going to be part of that process. It's so hard um, <laughs> to be here and knowing this is coming up um, because it's such a, an important piece of history. Um, if they are successful, I mean... But what, 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 why, can't, why can't you be a part of the process? Uh, you know, they... The Virgin Islands Bar Association, they did a call for, um, you know, who would be interested in being a part of this. And, mm -hmm. and, everything, and every part of me wanted to be part of it. I want to be part of history. I want to be part of that conversation. Yeah. I want to hear from everybody. However, I have this very young, fragile nonprofit organization. Um, and, you know, I, I got to do what's in the best interest of the organization. Oh, oh, okay. And that oh, is not oh, oh, my oh, attention oh, separate. Okay. No, 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 no. From that perspective, I fully understand because I want you to know. Um, you know, we've had many uh, residents of the territory um, who has offered themselves and been elected who are lawyers. So you are more mm -hmm. than eligible, but I understand your your your, your decision uh, making. You're thinking into that decision, and I respect that. And and as a matter Thank of fact, I, I I've actually find it uh, plausible and it's viable. So we're good now. And I also want to come to your defense. I don't want the public to misinterpret what um, Attorney Payton just said so when she said we didn't have anybody at the table. Right. Technically, we had a Virgin Islands educated person at the table, but the Virgin Islands was not in the American fold at the time when they adopted um, the Constitution. And that's what that's what you were saying. Right. I don't want to speak for you, but that's what you're saying. I appreciate that clarification. No, I got I got to do that. I mean, we came into the mix 150 years later when we were purchased in 1917. And then ultimately, you know, full transfer took place 10 years later in 27. But, um, you know, I just want to make sure because I don't I know the, the public, they don't miss details. And when you said we didn't have anybody at the table, uh, humanly, we did have somebody at the table in Alexander Hamilton. But we were not a part of the United States at the time when they adopted uh, the original uh, Bill of Rights and Constitution. Speaking of which, I wanted to, re, to, to, to find your most unbiased, right, unbiased person uh, in, in Casey Payton. And let's talk about the high-profile issue with respect to the Constitution right now, which is um, Article 3, 14th Amendment, uh, um, that has to do with uh, whether or not um, someone who has engaged in an erect, uh, 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 insurrection, right, uh, 
is eligible to seek public office. And we've been having fun with this. <laughs> we've been having fun with this off and on here. I got Dwayne Henry who joins me from time to time. Um, former senators as well, lawmakers to include a lawyer, uh, Ronnie Russell. The judge in Colorado said that the president is not an officer based on her interpretation, even though she felt he may have uh, participated in the in, in insurrection. Um, explain, uh, I want you to take a pro-Trump position in this case, right? Why wouldn't he be looked at as an officer? Because I've been reading this and I've been looking at the different angles and I could see, right? And, and, and I want you to speak from a generic perspective where you're, you're representing a client and you're defending them. How would you arrive at the, decision, at the position that in this case, a president is not an officer? You are putting me in a difficult position. And to be honest, that part of the argument, yeah. I, 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 I'm not super clear about. However, yeah. let me let me tell you something else. Okay, yeah. Yeah, tell me. So we just had our district, our annual district court conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the district court of the Virgin Islands puts this on every year. Um, we were uh, lucky enough to have it uh, earlier this month at the Westin. And um, by the, by the way, district- how's the Weston? I haven't been there yet. Is it nice? Oh, gosh, it's gorgeous. Okay, good. Okay, good. Good. It's better than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prices are high. I understand why. Oh, that's the Weston. It's the Weston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you had the district court conference. How was that? It was really good. It was really good. They always put on a fantastic conference. Uh, a lot of it was focused on AI. That was interesting. But they've every single year they've had this professor. Um, he used to uh, teach at uh, University of California, Irvine. He's now at UC Berkeley at Berkeley Law. Um, so that's your that's your that's your thing. That's your thing. That's out there. You're neck of the woods. I, I I did graduate from uh, UC Berkeley undergrad, <laughs> not not uh, the law school. Uh, but um, I I do understand the kind of uh, caliber of uh, professors that they oh, have yes. there. It's oh yes. Oh um, yes. So. Uh, is, is Professor uh, Chimarinsky. Well, 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 uh, well, well, let me rephrase the question. What makes yeah. a, a topic like this so delicate yet so educational? How about that? So, okay. So I just, I, I kind of want to say a little piece of what he said at this conference. Okay. He's great on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so when this, so he does a, a rundown of all the Supreme Court cases, U.S. Supreme Court cases um, that, that have been decided over the past year that are coming up this year. And he really touched on this. Um, and it wasn't necessarily on the pros and the cons as far as what the law itself says, mm-hmm. but it was more of the impact um, that the Supreme Court could have um, on this particular case and cases arising in the future. And so he was asking us to follow this. I think it's going to be argued on February 8th. February 8th, um, correct. Correct. I think, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but he was saying, you know, if the Supreme Court takes it up, um, you know, they can make a universal decision for the, for the whole country. However, if they decide not to take it up, well, then what's going to happen? Is every individual state going to decide on their own whether they're going to allow, you know, him on, on, the, um, on the ballot? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 you know, what would be the ramifications for that, not just for this case, but in the future? That's right. And so, um, but, you but, know, but But check this out, right? One of the, 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 the things about... What's coming up on February 8th is we have a Supreme Court justice who ruled on a matter similar to this in Colorado when that justice was on the 10th uh, Circuit 
uh, Court of Appeals as it relates to state rights and their ability to disqualify somebody from running from running for the office of presidency. So, so that's what you know. That's when we hear that the, what what what's the um, the phrase? Um, the world is a cycle. Everything is cyclical, right? And um, mm-hmm. Justice Gorush at the time, right? There was a, a man who was not born. His name is Hassan, and the case is Colorado versus v, v Hassan. Hassan wanted to run for uh, president, but one of the the three um, requirements is that you have to be a natural born uh, U.S. citizen, and he wasn't born here, and and so the state disqualified him. And Justice Gorsuch, as a circuit circuit court judge, said the state had the right to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It is, it is, but it it just also tells us just the power of these cases going to the Supreme Court. Um, Not just this case, but lots of other cases we see that make, you know... Dobbs Dobbs v. Jackson is a perfect example and how it's impacting politics as well and economics, right? It is, it is. And and this is a great segue for me to say, um, you know, at the root of our organization is high-impact litigation. You'll see it on our website. It's high-impact litigation focused on poverty law, economic justice. And high-impact litigation is just that. You do a lot of work in order to show how one case for one individual, um, a decision made on that one case can affect lots of different people. Without a doubt. So it's a great focus for attorneys when they want to make a big impact. Casey Payton, thank you very much for joining us. Great conversation. Good luck today. Have fun. And tonight. Thank you so much. You got it. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 